0: Hello, hello, and welcome to season three of Generation Slay, the podcast where I interview the Gen Z innovators, entrepreneurs, and creators who are just absolutely killing it in their fields. I am your host, Emma Havakorst. I am a very recent graduate of Fordham University's Gabelli School of Business, If you want to hire me, I am available. Thank you very much. I also spend my free time, obviously, doing this wonderful podcast because I have such a passion for amplifying wonderful, wonderful Gen Z voices because everyone knows no generation is better. I may be slightly biased, but it is what it is. I'm right regardless. You know... This is a really hard intro to record, um, the world is essentially burning down around us and I don't necessarily mean literally, but it really, really feels like it and, you know, that's even me saying that from such an immense place of privilege so I can't begin to comprehend. What the experiences is like for, you know, minorities and people of color within, obviously, the coronavirus crisis, but also, obviously, for the Black community with, you know, in America, just such horrible police brutality, and it would just be so incorrect of me to skate over that or avoid it, so... I wanted to address it on, you know, this first episode of the season and just say that this podcast is essentially the platform that I have to share and amplify stories and voices. And while, you know, I've always been very committed to sharing a variety of stories, a variety of experiences, and I've always been very committed to making sure I have diverse representation on the podcast, I just want to make sure that everyone knows that moving forward, I will actively, actively be seeking out Black voices. So as of right now, I have about a third of this season pre-recorded, so it's not even, you may not see that change necessarily immediately, but it will be happening. I am doing active research and reaching out to some incredible young people, including some amazing, amazing organizers of protests and young youth-related movements around Black Lives Matter. So hopefully, hopefully that change will happen and you'll be seeing that on kind of the second half of this wonderful third season of Generation Slay. In the coming episodes, in the coming season, you'll definitely see people referencing, obviously, coronavirus, um, the current police brutality crisis in America, and I don't want to actively avoid that in any capacity. I think that it's so integral to many people's businesses, to many people's lives, including mine, that avoiding it or failing to address it would just be, it would be such a detriment to all of you. It would be possibly the worst decision I could make. So I'm leaving the amount that people choose to address it or not up to... My guests, I think that, you know, it's up to them to decide how much they want to use their voices for each cause, but behind the scenes over here, I really, I'm working, I'm standing with this community as much as I can, I'm educating myself, and I'm really trying to move forward with Generation Slay, making it as positive a platform as I humanly can. That all being said, I am taking way too much time up with my own voice, which is something I need to learn to chill out on. In other news, I hope that some of you are doing well and, you know, maybe even thriving? No, no one's thriving during this quarantine. If you are, you're a god. I don't know how. Um, I certainly am not, but... You know, if you are, I respect that. Everyone else, just, you know, keep hammering away. Keep, you know, making, taking care of yourself a priority because I know this is, it's such a crazy time Um and we all just really need to focus on teaching ourselves and helping each other and really working within our communities to make this world a better place, to be anti-racist, to make sure that everyone has the support they need, whether that's monetary, whether that's, you know, physical support, whether that's food, whether that's shelter, whether that's simply just compassion and listening. We all just have to, you know, do our part and take care of ourselves too, and that's certainly something that I'm trying desperately, (laughs) desperately to learn. Without any further ado, because I'm taking way too long at this intro and I don't feel like editing it because it's corona time and I have other things to focus on, I am so, so excited that the first episode of this season, I get to kick it off with such an incredible interview and such an incredible guest. I was so lucky to you know, connect with Miracle Olanchunji and have her on the podcast. She has just finished her sophomore year at Northeastern. She's an entrepreneur. She's a speaker. She's the best selling author of the book Purpose, How to Live and Lead with Impact, which as you guys can tell from my prior four minute plus spiel is so, so crucial right now. And it's absolutely something that we all need to work on and learn. She's founded this incredible organization called Opportunity me, which connects high schoolers with summer opportunities. She has been a part of Barbie's You Can Be Anything and more role models campaigns, which, if you know me, you know that I'm a big Barbie stan. As of late, they have been doing such incredible work. So just talking to her about that alone was so exciting for me um and I just really think that this interview is gonna be that lift and that inspiration that we all need I know I certainly needed it then and you know re-listening to it I need it now as well so I hope that you guys all glean some great advice some great inspiration from this interview just like I did and yeah enjoy
1: Miracle, I am so, so excited to have you on Generation Slay today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Emma. Yeah, of course. So just to kick things off, can you give the listeners an idea of who you are and what your background is?
2: Sure. Um, so hi, everyone. My name is Miracle, and I'm currently a sophomore at Northeastern Um, in Boston. And um, when I was 17, I started an organization called Opportunity. Um, And I started the organization because I realized that for a lot of high school students, um, like I was at the time, it it was very hard to find summer programs to participate in. Um, So like I would spend my summers doing these really awesome programs and like I would come back in the fall and tell my friends about them. And they'd be like, like, where did you find that? You know, how do you find these opportunities? And then I did a survey and I sent it out to um, this group that I was in that consisted of like students from all over the country. And the common problem that I found was that like a lot of students actually faced the issue of like trying to find summer programs. So that's kind of what like, motivated me to start Opportunity. um, And I've since like grown the organization, raised funding and like helped hundreds of high school students find summer programs. And just last year, I wrote my first book um, called Purpose, How to Live and Lead with Impact.
1: Amazing. So you touched on a bunch of things I want to chat with you about. Uh, First, obviously, starting with Opportunity, which is such a cool concept and such a great organization. I know that when I was in high school, I was kind of just scrambling my way through trying to find internships and different opportunities. So it's so cool that something like this actually exists now. Um, So you talked a little bit obviously about your inspiration for starting it, but can you tell me a little bit more about how from when you started it, from that starting inspiration of your friends asking you how you found all these different summer opportunities? How you have grown the organization, how you've raised that funding, and kind of what it is and its full force today? Yeah, sure. So,
2: when I first had the idea, um, this was like my first time starting a company, or like I didn't even know to call it a company at the time. I just wanted to create something to help other people. And um, thankfully, like in my community, there was this new student idea incubator starting, it was called Dual School. Um, and basically, the founder Zach, what his vision for it was, was to create sort of like, you know, how there's all these like startup incubators today, like like Y Combinator and like all these different ones. Um, he decided to create that, but like for high school students who had ideas, and like it didn't even have to be a startup. There were people who were like working on like picture books. Um, one person made a drone, and so for me, like I came into the program with this idea for like creating a platform for students to be able to find summer programs. And through this program, Dual School, I was matched with a mentor and my mentor, like the biggest piece of advice that I got from my mentor was to prototype my idea. And so the first prototype was a newsletter. And so I had like, there was like hundreds of students subscribed. Um, I would get the word, it was like spread through like word of mouth. Um, People would like tell their friends about it and get subscribed on the newsletter. And I would send out like it every single week and it would include a lot of different opportunities for students to participate in. Um, And so that was like my first prototype. And then afterwards I created a website where students could go and like find these opportunities as well. Um, So that's kind of how I got it from like idea to like a concept like a physical actual product. Um, And then the way that I raised funding was um, through pitch competitions. Um, The biggest one that um, I was able to win was uh, the World Series of Entrepreneurship. And this one was for high school students um, in like the Delaware, Philadelphia area, which is where I'm from. And um, that helped the company a ton because it was a lot of funding and like also a mentor as well. So that really helped me like when I was
1: just getting started. I love the fact that this started as a newsletter because I think that newsletters and email subscriptions are so underrated now that social media is such a main focus for so many companies. So I really love that it started that way. But given that you were in high school at the time while you were, you know, finding all these opportunities, creating and sending out this newsletter every single week, how did you not only keep yourself motivated on track to do that every week, but how did you find the time? Because I know, like, when I was in high school, I could barely find time to sleep and (laughs) breathe. I totally feel you. (laughs) Honestly, like looking back on
2: it I wonder the same thing but I think what really helped me was I started to get super organized like I would use utilize my school planner Um, so I would also also use google um, google calendar which is really helpful and so I found color coding to help me a lot with managing my time and so obviously I would schedule in like I have class from like seven to like two I'm in school but then after that I had, like, some after-school programs, and then I would come home, and, like, the newsletter went out every single Wednesday, and so I would work on it, like, starting on the weekend and, like, plan to have it finished by Tuesday night, and then, like, the nice thing about MailChimp is you can schedule send to, like, once I finished it on Tuesday, like, I could automatically set for it to go out um, on seven at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays, um, and so that was really helpful and kind of helped me with, like, managing my time. Um, between like school and like a social life and extracurriculars and opportunity.
1: I love that. I'm such a big fan of the color-coded Google Calendar Mm -hmm. myself. So I love hearing that people have been doing that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So now I want to pop over to chatting about your book, which is one so cool. I love getting (sighs) to talk to people who have literally written an entire book. Um, so the book is called Purpose How to Le- Live and Lead with Impact. I love the title. I want to hear more about what it's about and the inspiration behind it. Yeah,
2: so okay, so I should probably give the backstory of how the book came to be first. So in 2018, um, so I really I believe in like the power of visual- visualization. Um, and so I created a vision board at the beginning of 2018 because I was like, You know, everyone, like, we always set New Year's resolutions, but, like, they're very hard to stick to. So, like, why don't I make it more fun and, like, create a vision board? Um, So on my vision board, one of the things that I put was, like, write a book, change the world. And, like, I put it on there, and I, like, was hoping I could accomplish that, but I wasn't really sure, like, how exactly do you write a book? Um, And so you're probably familiar with, I think you did an interview with Dylan from NextGen. Um, Yes. And so <laughs> so I'm actually okay. part of that community. It's incredible. Um, and so one night they were hosting a webinar with uh, somebody named Eric Custer. And he's a professor at Georgetown, but also in, on top of being a professor, he runs something called the Creator Institute. And what they do at the Creator Institute is they help young people like write their own books. And so I was listening on the webinar because I was like, you know, this is something that I'd like to do one day. And then at the end of the webinar, like I really loved all that he was talking about. And it was just so inspiring to see like all these young people who were just like putting their ideas and like turning it into a book. And I was like, that's something that I want to do. It's on my vision board. So I just like cold emailed him afterward. And he was so friendly. Like we chatted a few days later and like started thinking about ideas for my book. And like I enrolled in like the Creator Institute program. And that was like the start of writing my book. Um, And so the book, uh, it came out last summer. And uh, like you said, it's titled Purpose, How to Live and Lead with Impact. And I pretty much wrote it for like, I I like to say that the audience, the target audience is like anyone, and everyone, because I feel like we all go through points in our life. And I feel like especially right now with like, the downtime that we're having and we're all like mainly inside Um, we're having a lot more time to like think about things like purpose and like be more introspective um, and think about our values so I wrote this book for pretty much anyone and everyone who um, has gone through or like going through that point in their life where they're trying to figure out like what are my passions what do I care about and like how can I make an impact on the world Um, and so one of the main stories that I tell um, actually the first story that I tell in the book is like the story behind how I got my name Um, and like long story short, like I wasn't expected to live to be the age that I am right now. And that's kind of why I was named Miracle, because like, I was a miracle baby. And um, so I share that story in the book and how it kind of motivated me to think about how like, not only do I have a purpose, but like every single person has a purpose for being on this earth. And we all have a contribution we can make. And so the book is sort of like a pep talk slash guide for people to like navigate and think about their purpose and how that relates to their life and their career, their business, whatever it might be.
1: So literally the perfect book for what everyone's going through right now. I love it. <laughs> the timing's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Um. <laughs> so I personally am familiar with the Creator Institute, but I would love for you to chat about your experience and the process behind it a little more because I know it's such an accessible program for people who are looking to write a book, especially a first mm-hmm. book and especially for oh, yeah. young people. So what was the process like? What are the steps that you have to go through?
2: Yeah, no, I really, I agree with you um, because when you think about writing a book, it's like, it seems so daunting, right? Um, and it feels like there's so many, like, barriers to entry and, like, becoming an author. But what I really like about the Creator Institute is, like, it's very inviting. And, like, they're sort of, like, your cheerleaders in a way. And they also, like, push you to try to, like, get things done. Like, for me, every week, like, my book coach and I, we, like, I set a certain number of words or, like, um, a certain amount of content that I want to create every week. And, like, they held me to that. Um And so going through the process, it was very, very uplifting to be, like, surrounded. So they do it like a cohort feel where, like, you're publishing your book, but also other people are working on their books, too. Um, And so you're able to interact with and connect with all the other authors and, like, give each other advice. And we'll have Zoom calls. We just, like, you know, encourage one another and share best practices. And I just really like that community feel that they built around, you know, doing something as big and
1: daunting as creating your own book. Yeah, it's such an incredible community. I've heard so much about it from people who have been a part. so I love to hear that. You also enjoyed that wonderful experience and mm. had literally the most amazing and topical book come out of it. <laughs> Thank you. So Thank you. I know personally I need to get my hands on it ASAP because I desperately need a guide to find my purpose during this wonderful pandemic season. Um. But I wanna quick jump to chat with you about something that I found so interesting and so, so exciting, which is the fact that you've been a part of a bunch of Barbie campaigns. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so the campaign
2: that I was part of recently with Barbie, um, so it was called hashtag you can be anything, hashtag Moral models. Um, and it was like very exciting to be part of that because like the whole mission of this campaign Um, is to close the dream gap for women and girls around the world. So Barbie has created this line of Barbie dolls with various professions. And I like that they're often like professions where, you know, a lot of times women aren't represented. So like careers in the STEM field, careers in business and finance and marketing, and all these different areas that tend to be very like male dominated. Um, I really was inspired to be part of the campaign, um, because I love that I was part of, like, showing people that, you know, you can literally do anything that you put your mind to. And, like, you shouldn't let the limits of society decide, like, oh, you know, who is supposed to be a leader and who's not supposed to be a leader? Who can go into this field and who can't? Um, You shouldn't really let anything stop you from going after your goals. So that was really awesome to be part of.
1: I have been such a fan of recent Barbie campaigns, especially Mm -hmm. that You Can Be Anything one. I actually did an entire, like, semester-long project on it. So oh. when I realized that you were involved, I, like, got a <laughs> little freak out. I was so excited. Um, I'd like to hear more about, like, how you got selected for the campaign, how you got involved, and what the kind of internal behind-the-scenes process of being part of such a major campaign is.
2: Yeah, sure. So <laughs> it's funny because, okay, so last semester... Um, I was about to go to class, and then I got a notification from Instagram that I had a DM. And so I went to my DMs, and I saw that I had, like, it was like, Barbie wants to send you a message. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was so confused. I was like, is someone trying to scam me? Um, And so when I opened it, I realized that, like, it was legit. I read it. And, like, their marketing manager was telling me about this campaign that they're doing called, like, hashtag more role models, hashtag you can be anything. Um, and asked if I would like to be part of it. And so from then on, like, we continued the conversation over email. And, like, she had asked me to, like, send photos and, like, my bio and everything. And they had, like, promoted um, that information across their social media channels. And, like, I was sharing it on my page as well just to, like, drive awareness from, like, with my followers. Um, And so it was just really fun to, like, be part of something that was just so positive um, and uplifting for people.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's such it's such a cool campaign. And I think the dream gap is something that's super, super important along mm-hmm. with obviously a lot of other major issues that young girls and women face. And mm-hmm. honestly, I just love that like you're a part of that. And also you've been doing so many incredible things that kind of prove that the dream gap doesn't have to be a thing like mm-hmm. creating a company and writing a book at such a young age. It's, it's so cool. I like just can't. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Thank you. So I would love to hear from you since you've done so much. You've had so many opportunities. You've created organizations to give other young people opportunities. You've written a book. You've done all the things. What is a piece of advice or an insight you've gained throughout your life that you'd like to share with your peers? What's one thing that you found like really important or really helpful for you?
2: Mm, That's a really good question. Um, So there have been several things that I've learned through this process. And one of them is like, don't self reject. And what I mean by that is like, you should go after what it is that you want. Because like, if you say, oh, starting a company, like I could never do that. But you kind of, if you say that, you're kind of putting yourself in this mindset that you can't accomplish that. um, And you're kind of just like self-rejecting. So you're not giving people the opportunity because like during the process of starting a business, you will have no's and like you have like doors shut in your face. But if you don't go for it at all, like, you'll never have the chance of that one yes. Like, when I was pitching for, like, funding for opportunity, like, there were tons of pitch competitions that I did not win. Um, And if I had just, like, given up right then and there, then I wouldn't have been able to get, like, that one big yes, you know? So um, that's one of the biggest things that I've learned is just to be persistent and, um, like, don't limit yourself. And then secondly, like, the power of community. I've learned so much, um, especially through being part of NextGen, which is an incredible community of people. You learn so much from other people that you interact with in that community and it just speaks to the importance of just like knowing that you can't do anything alone. And it's always important to have people who are supporting you, who are challenging you and encouraging you to be like the better version of yourself. Like you don't have to be anyone else. You just have to work on becoming
1: the better version of you. So <laughs> that's one of the big things that I've learned through this process. I love both of those tips so much, and I really do think that, especially right now, the idea of not limiting yourself and, you know, reaching out to those opportunities, trying to do what you want to do rather than, you know, preventing yourself from doing that is so important because, you know, right now, especially for recent graduates like me or people who, know have online school and have more free time than normal having the ability to create your own opportunities and not preventing yourself or limiting yourself from doing that is so so poignant and so helpful so I really appreciate you sharing that yeah no
2: problem I love how you phrase it too like creating your own opportunities I like
1: that yeah so unfortunately we are almost out of time, but before I let you go, can you tell everyone where they can find you, where they can find Opportunity, where they can find your book online on the internet so they can connect with you, get your book, become involved, etc.
2: Yeah, so I'm very active on Instagram. So my Instagram is at Miracle um, And then I, I'm working on building my personal website, but I'm also very active on LinkedIn so we can connect on there too. Um, And then my book is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble.
1: Uh, Amazing. Thank you again so, so much for being on the podcast today. This has been so wonderful. Thanks, Emma.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Generation Slay. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your, I'm sure, very busy schedule to tune in. And I hope you'll take a quick sec to subscribe so that we'll see you on the episode next week. And, you know, if you liked it, pop down to the review and leave a little comment, leave a, hopefully, five-star review. It's super, super helpful on my end, um, just because, you know, the more reviews I have, the more it gets pushed out on podcast platforms to other wonderful gen slayers who would definitely, definitely learn and gain so much from hearing these interviews. So by leaving a review, by subscribing, you know, you're helping a girl out and you're helping a whole other wonderful community of Gen Zers out as well. So I'm sure they'd appreciate it if you did it too. Until next week, I would love to see you over on our social channels at Generation Slay Everywhere. You'll see some fun motivational content. You'll see some activism now because of the world we live in and hopefully you'll see some wonderful Instagram story takeovers, Q&As, days in a life from our amazing guests. So if you want to see any of that, pop on over to our socials and I'll see you next week. Bye!